I'm ready whenever, by the way. Okay. Are you sure you can watch more of your the videos if you'd like? No, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Green Light. Coming at you live from the 818. Is that, is that the LA area code? Well, it's one of them. There's eight, 818, there's 323... Coming at you live from the 818, probably. This is Jackson and Lauren, WXYC. That's no, right. That's, that's a, no. <laughs> I think right. that's UNC radio station. All right, enough of my theatrics. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Greenlight Podcast. Lauren, would you like to tell the people what we do? Are you still watching a video? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm looking at our reviews. Oh, okay. We have a couple new ones. <laughs> oh, do we really? No way. Well, wait, or at least one new one. Okay. I I feel like I've seen the I Love Cleo one before. Okay. What do we do on this podcast? Oh, well, we don't just read our reviews. We <laughs> read unproduced plays and screenplays and interview the people who write them. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And what what uh, screenplay? I was like, what play? It's not a play. <laughs> what screenplay are we reading this week? It's called World's Longest Car Ride by Zach Freshly. Yes. Uh, Zach was great. We had him on the... We already did our interview. A we little did. editing magic for you, if you will. Yeah, and it was we're a great about interview. to do our script reading in just a little bit. Yeah, look at us. So that one's in chronological order. However, interview came first. And yeah, it was great. Zach's awesome. We have a lot of fun conversations. And yeah. Uh, all right, Good Lauren. Stuff. So we would like you to please rate us and review us on iTunes, if yes. you don't mind. Um, yeah, uh, we've talked about this before. Um, we actually are, you know, just coming back from a two-week break. Oh, which yeah. Is Really nice. Welcome um, back. So us. this is season three of the <laughs> Green Light. Season three of the Green Light, episode forty-one. That's when a lot of shows hit their stride. So I'm thinking, true. <laughs> we're, if if you stuck with us through the first couple seasons, <laughs> yeah, the rocky first couple seasons, then hopefully you will enjoy this. Yeah, but uh, so you know, thank you for giving us the opportunity to green light to take the moon. a brief little break. Uh, you know, we have our next few weeks scheduled, so we're in a pretty good place. Yeah. Um, and yeah. This week we have, uh, it's a nice little two-hander. Yeah. It's the first part of uh, what will hopefully someday be a web series. Yeah, true. I think six parts, right? Six parts, six episodes. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, so we're super excited about that. But yes, um, eventually <laughs> we would love to make this our job. Yes. So the reason that uh, reviews, not just ratings, but like written reviews are important on iTunes is because they significantly move you up the charts. And yeah. Basically, Apple Podcasts ranks, you know, about 150 shows in each category. Yep. We are in the TV and film, like, entertainment category, which is incredibly competitive. Yeah. Because there it's are a saturated. lot saturated. Right. There, are, there are just saturated. a lot of shows in that category. However, none that quite do what we do. None that quite do the same thing as exactly. us. Exactly. Um, so, unique. yeah, your, when you write a review, it just really helps us move. Uh, and once we get ranked in those charts, we'll have a much better chance of finding... You know, sponsors, stuff like Let's that. Climb. Let's um, climb up these charts. And, you know, just growing this, making this our real job so we can bring you the best show possible. True. So, Woo. speak of those reviews. Once again, if you get in now on the ground floor, we will read your review on this podcast. Yeah. So, get in now. What do um, we got? Yeah, so I don't remember because these are both, they say they're from February 5th. All right. And I feel like I remember seeing the username I love Cleo 102919. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I think we've already read their review, but I don't remember seeing BS Neve, N-E-V-E. I don't think so. Um, yeah. Well, this person uh, said, you know, really have enjoyed this since finding it. Thank you. So, titled Great that. Concept with three <laughs> exclamation points. Yeah. So, anyway, so, but the thing is, sweet. you know, it's not about our ego. You don't have to tell us anything related to the show. You can literally say, um, 
let me see. This is world's longest car ride. What's the your worst road trip experience? True. I can pretty yeah. much guarantee you that, that this these peoples are going to be worse. Yeah, but that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So tell us your worst road trip experience in your Apple Podcast review. Yes. Another place you can support us um, even more directly is by subscribing and becoming a member. Becoming of a our member Patreon. of our exclusive Patreon club. That's right. So Ooh, in the our green light lounge. Yeah. In our in our two <laughs> weeks kidding. off, our little interim period. Um, we posted two ramble bonus episodes that are available from the one dollar level and up. Yes. So and, literally every subscriber. And well, we're about to post oh. probably the day after. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, probably the day after this episode drops, we're going to be posting our February green lit episode, which is yeah. what Jackson. It is the movie Clueless, which Lauren has seen before. She's Many a big a time. fan of this movie, <laughs> and this was my first time seeing it, so it was a lot of fun. Clueless is a wild movie if you haven't it's seen it. It's a wild so ride. So listen to us talk about the wild ride that is Clueless. Yes. Uh. Uh, and follow us on social media at TGL underscore pod Boom. A- at Greenlight Pod on Facebook. And if you are a writer or an actor that would like to be considered for this show, either, you know, have your script read or read a script, yep. uh, you can email us at tglsubmit at gmail.com. Yep. Ugh. All right. Whew. Okay. Sweep That's a that lot. under the rug. Let's get on to our first segment. <laughs> Let's do it. We have segments on this show. <laughs> so we're going to we're gonna take a little detour. Beep, beep. Honk, honk. <laughs> That was All a right. crash. <laughs> All right. Oh so Damn. Uh, this oh. is a segment where we talk about something like we've consumed <laughs> in the past week. Stop it. Uh, whether it be a movie, a TV show, a book, a 10-year-old video game, a play, we'll talk about it here. We However, to this week, we have a movie and a TV show. We do. And Lauren, what would you like us to do first? Do start off with the TV show. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. So, um, I suppose you could say that both of our things this week are sequels, in a way. In a way. Yes. Um. So this one is in in a way a sequel to Jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, this show is called The Chase. The it Chase. actually is a remake. Um, the original yeah. one was done with someone called like the Beast, who was just like a trivia, uh, you know, pro. Yeah. Went to Oxford, super high IQ. Yep, yep, this yep. one is done with three different Jeopardy champions. Mm-hmm. You know, so for example, there's Ken Jennings, Ken Jennings, Brad Rutter, Bra- Ken the Professor Jennings, yes. Brad the Buzzsaw Rutter, Love that. and James the High Roller Holzhauer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So the three of them. Basically, every episode there are I think three contestants who are all on a team together. Each of them has to go up against the chaser, which is always one of those three champions. Um, And basically, you know, they get a little bit of an advantage because the the champions typically know a little more trivia, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But the chaser has to try to, you know, catch them along with their head start, you know what I mean? To get them out of the game prevent them from winning money for their team. Correct. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, if you like trivia, you're going to like this game. Yeah. Uh, There are, it's it's really interesting because there are times when it's more fast-paced than Jeopardy, and there are times when it's a lot less fast-paced than Mm -hmm. Jeopardy. And so you get some nice mixes of like rapid trivia and then sort of slower trivia that you can think about. Yeah, like multiple choice. Yeah, exactly. I do feel like with the multiple choice ones, like sometimes it's nice for your confidence because it's like, I'm getting more of these right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because I have four options and I can choose one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, it's, it's a fun show. 
the host I think is great. Sarah Haynes. Oh, she's, she's awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah she I, reminds me of just because we've also seen Elizabeth Banks host the reboot of Press Your Luck. True. Yeah. She definitely looks kind of like her. <laughs> she has Banksian energy for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think she works really well with the three Jeopardy champions. I agree. So if, if you haven't seen You can these... tell she doesn't like James that much though. <laughs> I think I think they're fine. I so yeah, I don't think I, was, I would like James very much at I'm, all. <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't. So I was sort of going to go into sort of their different personalities. Yeah. If you've seen them on Jeopardy at all, they kind of carry over their personalities from that, which is kind of their real life personas. I think on here, it's a little bit more dialed up. Like they're a little, For they're sure. slightly more I mean, aggressive. The buzzsaw. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, well, I think it's funny that you mentioned Brad because he's by far like the most chill. Like, oh, yeah. The, <laughs> he's the softy of the group, I would say. Then you have Ken, who I feel like is the old experienced vet. Like, yeah. you know, he'll have fun a little bit, he'll but he's nice still a little hardened. He'll be nice a little bit. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I no one is, is as mean as James, for sure. Yeah, J- James um, is... <laughs> and if you haven't seen James on Jeopardy, I would suggest watching some clips, because he, he actually is really interesting. He kind of changed the game of Jeopardy. The three of them all played in like the greatest of all time Jeopardy tournament mm-hmm. against each other because they are the three greatest Jeopardy players of all time. But James is really interesting in just his play style and how he approached it. He by far had the most money for each sp- like game specific winnings. Yeah. Like he got into the hundred thousands, which is practically unheard of in Jeopardy. Yeah. Like he, I think he holds like the 10 highest winnings per day of like any Jeopardy champion. So he's really interesting, but his personality on the show is a little bit abrasive. He's the mean one for sure. Uh, and it's it's interesting. Uh, I like it. Um, yeah. Anything else you have to say about The Chase, Lauren? Yeah, it's a really fun show. And it's also too, I, A, the questions are definitely easier than Jeopardy for sure. Like I kind of yeah. talked about with the multiple choice thing, but even the, sure. the general questions are definitely easier. Yeah. Um, and also, I I think just the element of being on a team is something that's really unique for it is interesting. a competition show. It's a little funny because there is a point where, uh, like, when you start to amass your money, like, whoever just makes it with any money will go to the finals. So you could have and someone... And then it's split evenly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you could have someone who raised $25,000 and another person who raised $200,000, and in the end, they'll each get... One twelve one hundred twelve thousand dollars and uh fifty cents, whatever. Twelve thousand five hundred. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So it's just funny in that respect. But of of all the ones they've had, there has not been that big of a disparity. It's all it's all been pretty even. Um yeah, if you like trivia, the chase, we're watching it on Hulu. I don't know what network it comes what what network does Jeopardy come on? It's on Netflix too. I know that yeah. Well, because I remember, I'm pretty sure I just saw The Chase when I went on Netflix to look up uh, Don't F With Cats. Buh? Buh? So if it's on Netflix, we could also watch it without ads. That's true. I Are you sure? Is it the old Chase that you saw? Oh, you know what? It might have been. Okay. Yeah. Did yeah. you see a large British man on there? Well, that's I, the I just scrolled chase. through quickly. <laughs> sure, sure. But yeah, watch it. I can't find the network that it's on. But yeah, that's the old one. That's the that's the large British man. Never mind. Yeah. So watch it. The chase. It's fun if you like trivia. Yeah. Alrighty. Moving on to a cheeseburger of a movie. The Mummy Returns is a 2001 film that is a sequel to The Mummy. Yes. This film stars Brendan Fraser, Fraser, Rachel Weisz, John Hanna, Arnold Vosloo, uh, Patricia Velasquez, and a young Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. <laughs> D- did you watch this movie with us? Most of it. 
I left when she quote unquote died. Okay. Uh, well, spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> um, if before seeing this movie, and you see this poster where The Rock is fairly prominently featured as one of six people on this poster, how how much of the movie do you think The Rock would be in? Um, I'd say probably about a sixth. You know, make it even. Do you know how much The Rock was in this movie? About two minutes, Jackson. Roughly two minutes. And granted, really the only time The Rock Rock is in it is the fir- the beginning of the movie. Those first yeah. two minutes. Because he does appear at the end, but he is, shall we say, changed. So, let's talk about just the plot real quick and then we'll get to that. So... The mummified body of Imhotep, who was in the first Mummy movie, is shipped to a museum in London, where he once again wakes and begins his campaign of rage and terror. So, essentially, we see at the beginning of the movie, The Rock was a powerful warrior back in ancient times, known as the Scorpion King. He was very strong, he was very powerful, but he died... Somehow, I can't remember. (laughs) Uh, Led a menacing army, but when he sold his soul to Anubis, that's what happened, he was erased from history. Now he's a myth, or is he? So essentially, he sort of gets awoken because uh, Rick and Evelyn O'Connell, who are now married, Evelyn was not, her last name was not O'Connell in the first one because they were not married, but they are now married. And they're, they're, they're doing what archaeologists do. They just explore. They steal find artifacts. Stuff, steal an artifacts. And that's mm-hmm. what they did. Uh, so they found this bracelet, which is the bracelet of Anubis. And essentially because their son accidentally put it on. Well, they have a son now also. He's eight. Yeah. He's, he's fine. He's annoying. I, I, I did not like him at the beginning. I thought I was going to hate him. He won me over. Huh. I got to say. Anyways. So, uh, yeah. They, he put it on and essentially awoke him. They have like seven days to get it off their son's body. Whatever. Uh, Imhotep is back. He's been brought back because he wants the bracelet so he can control the Scorpion King's army. So, that's essentially the plot. Um, This one, like, I would say the first one is a bit of a slower movie, even though it's not really a slow movie. Like, you get to know it the characters more in the first one. It takes a little while to get one. into the action, for sure. The, the action is right at the beginning, and it stays consistent throughout this one. There's very little character growth, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it is fun. It's, it's a fun, action-filled movie. Yeah. Um, oh, there's also a whole different arc with uh, the main girl because she's apparently also descended from an Egyptian true. princess. True, she is, and she has this old rivalry with Imhotep's wife, who comes back. Who is well, not Imhotep's wife. Remember, because oh, they true. weren't supposed to be together. Imhotep's lover. Yes. Mi- uh, he, he, she, he was her mistress, essentially. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> her her mister, if you will. Her 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 misty, if you will. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is written and directed by Stephen Summers, which I think the first one was as well. Uh, Brendan Fraser is good as always. Richard Weiss is good. Uh, you know, it's a fun movie. And yeah, spoilers if you don't want to hear this, but like this movie can't really be spoiled for you because like. I don't know. It's just fun. You You're probably have a fun saw it time. coming. I don't yeah. know. Like whatever happens. <laughs> so newsflash: Scorpion King does get resurrected, but <gasps> this time it's not just the Rock as a human being. It's the Rock, Scorpion King as a scorpion. And you've actually the reason why this probably can't be spoiled for you is because you've probably seen this on the internet. <laughs> it is one of the worst CGI's in movie history. Probably <laughs> it is classically known as awful. Uh, just look up clips if you haven't, because it is horrendous. And once again, probably not even The Rock doing the mocap. Maybe, but like they don't really need him. 
uh, because it's awful. And the fight scene at the end was fun, I guess, but it's hard to look past that abomination that is this, <laughs> the CGI Scorpion King. My God, they yeah. they ruined the rock's they face, blew their and money. that's hard to do. It's really True. hard to do. I guess they did, which is interesting because this movie has a higher budget than the first one. Yeah. I guess the first one didn't necessarily They got a little ambitious. They had, you know, an extra $20 million and they were like, oh, great. We're going to do this and this and this and this and this. And then they got to the end. (laughs) They're like, like, we're out of money. (laughs) The Scorpion King, what are we going to (laughs) do? The editor had to do the animation himself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He did it in Microsoft Paint, probably, (laughs) because that's what it looks like. But uh, yeah, The Mummy Returns, uh, it is on HBO Max as our... So the first Mummy, The Mummy Returns, and the Scorpion King movie, there is a follow-up to this that is actually a prequel that sort of goes through his whole deal. Much more of The Rock. Yes, true. But The Mummy 3 is not on it, which is interesting, because The Mummy 3 takes place... This was... Between The Mummy and The Mummy Returns, there were only two years. The Mummy 3, there's, I think, seven. Yes. Oh, wow. The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. So I do feel like I need to watch it, but oh well, it's got we'll Jet Li in it, so that's cool. Okay. Alrighty, I think that's all we have, unless you have anything else to I... detour. I think so. Beep, beep. Yeah, <laughs> I started watching Don't F With Cats today, uh, because in my head I was like, I don't have anything to do with detour, and then I remember that we watched The Chase, so. Yes, we did. All good. I think, did you do Don't F With Cats as a detour early on? I was about to ask you the same question. Because I know you watched it, but I, I don't remember if you, I thought for some reason you'd finished it before we started the show. I think I, I did. But I also feel like I remember you talking about it. I don't know, I watched it on a plane. Well, I remember, I remember you, you definitely started it on a plane, but I was thinking you might have finished it when we were starting to do our first episode. Maybe. So I don't know. Anyway. I remember my first detour was crashing the Phoebe Waller-Bridge show. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. All right. Whatever. Someone tell us I might have to go back comments. and look through our descriptions. Yeah, yeah and see. exactly. All righty. Coming up next, we have World's Longest Car Ride. By Zach Freshly. Ba-ba-bow. the green light podcast green light. i'm sticking with this theme of being nice and sultry why hey who we have on this podcast here today is our dear friend nicholas Bafia. nick how are you on this fine la evening well you know there jack so i'm pretty good <laughs> That was a a different take, and I really liked it. If we're doing stupid voices, (laughs) I figure, why not? That is appropriate, sir. Thank you. All right. (laughs) And scene. All right. That was the script. I hope you all enjoyed. No, I'm kidding. All righty. The script that we are... Welcome back, Nick, by the way. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you for for doing this. uh, Nick will be reading action lines for us today. Uh, For our script, The World's Longest Car Ride by Zach Freshly. Uh, I don't think we need any other direction. Yeah, I think we uh, should just dive. I'm reading for April and oh, also true. GPS voice. And I am reading for Josh. All, All right. right. Oh, let's dive. All right. You owe me a soda. Boo. Interior bedroom, morning. Josh, late 20s, and April, late 20s, lie asleep in bed together. Both of their phone alarms go off at the same time. Eyes still closed. April paws around the nightstand for her phone. Josh hops out of bed, raring to go. Morning, baby. Come on, April. Time to get up. Mm. All he gets from April is another groan. Josh exits the room, leaving April sprawled on the bed. 
Wake up, sleepyhead. Josh leans down and kisses her on the forehead. April pries her eyes open to find Josh holding a beautiful bouquet of flowers and a cute stuffed bear. April sits up. Happy three-year anniversary. Aw, babe. We said we weren't doing gifts. This isn't a gift. I'm just giving you floral decorations on a day that happens to be our anniversary. And what about the bear? The bear is... Okay, the bear's a gift. (laughs) Thanks, babe. Happy anniversary. The couple share a kiss. Okay, get dressed. We got things to do, places to go. April flops back down on her pillow. Five more minutes. Josh grabs her feet and begins to pull her from under the covers. Up, up, up. (laughs) Okay, I'm up, I'm up. Interior Toyota Prius, day. They speed down the highway, the California coast flying by. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I got a callback for that Military Wives TV show. That's awesome, babe. I felt like I had a real rapport with the producers, so I feel good about it. When's a callback? Uh, next Thursday. Isn't that the same day as- My meeting at Netflix. <laughs> Look at us. By this time next week, we could both be A-listers. Well. Josh taps the navigational system on his touchscreen dashboard. His eyes dart back and forth from the screen to the road. April coughs and gives Josh <clears throat> a pointed glare. Can you pay attention to the road, please? I am. I feel like you're not, though. I am. It says we're almost... Ah, here we go. Josh pulls over to a scenic overlook and shuts the car off. We're here. In plenty of time. I didn't realize we were on a time crunch. Why are you... Come on, let's go. Josh and April get out of the car. Exterior scenic overlook, day. The view is absolutely gorgeous. Impossibly blue ocean waves crashing on the bottom of the cliffs hundreds of feet below them. A cooling breeze chases away the heat of the bright summer sun. Several tourists are already there, getting their pics for Instagram. Google said this was the most beautiful view in Santa Barbara. Google didn't lie. The couple stand for a moment, taking in the view. April's phone buzzes and she pulls it out of her pocket. Our Airbnb host says that she left the keys in the- Don't worry about that right now. Just enjoy the view. No phones. No phones. April puts her phone away and returns to looking at the view. I'm glad we're doing this. Just getting away from everything for a weekend. Me too. April slips her arm around Josh and they stand in silence for a bit. I just can't get over this view. Josh gazes at April. Yeah, the view looks amazing from where I'm standing. April glances quickly at Josh. Are you? Did you just... What? Did you just do that thing where you're like, the view is amazing, but you were looking at me? Baby. You're so corny. But you like it. Maybe. Well, if you like the view now, you'll like it even better tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They kiss, slowly at first, then more passionately. April chuckles and looks down at Josh's crotch. Hey now, somebody's happy to see me. Calm down, mister. Keep it in your pants. Shut up. They kiss again. Mid-kiss, Josh's phone alarm goes off. He whips it out. Hey, no phones, remember? It's time. Time for what? Josh takes April's hand in his. Do you know what time it is right now? Like 1.30-ish. It's exactly 1.30. Do you know what's important about that particular time? Should I? Do you remember our first date? What? Our first date. Do you remember it? Um, yeah, we went to see some movie. Josh, what? Right. We went to see a movie, and that movie started at 1.30. So technically, this exact moment is our exact three-year anniversary. Well, I mean, technically we waited in line for like 10 minutes to buy tickets. Uh, Just go with me, okay? Okay. I wanted us to be here at this beautiful place at this exact time because I wanted this moment to be special. Josh. April. I love you so much. You are my sun and my moon. You make me want to be a better man. I know it's cliche, but every day with you is the best day of my life. Is this... Are you... 
Josh gets down on one knee and takes out a ring box. Several tourists around them notice what's going on and begin to watch. Some pull their phones out and start to record. April Madeline Richards, will you make me the happiest man in the world and do me the honor of becoming my wife? Wait, so when I felt that hard thing in your pants, it was a ring box and not your dick. It is... <laughs> is that really what... April, did you hear me? I asked... I asked, will you marry me? I... I... No. What? I... No, I... I can't marry you. <laughs> Josh chuckles nervously. The bystanders are shocked. Even more phones are out now, trying to catch a viral video. Are... Is this a bit? Because... I'm serious, Josh. I can't marry you. Josh stands and awkwardly brushes the dust off his knees. The watching bystanders scatter. Interior Toyota Prius day. Josh and April get back in the car. Josh sits silently, staring straight ahead in shock. April starts to place a comforting hand on Josh's knee, then changes her mind. Josh breaks out of his stunned state and starts the car. Navigation system screen pops up. Josh taps at the screen. You will arrive at your destination in two hours and 28 minutes. Josh and April stare straight ahead as Josh pulls onto the road and the GPS voice drones on. You are on the fastest route to your destination. Cut to black. Hey everybody! Hey, welcome back to the green light. Green light. We are too <laughs> in sync. Okay. It is that is that is gross. It's weird, but it's okay. Because yeah. we are here today with our Rider of the Week, Rider of World's Longest Car Ride, Zach Freshly. How are you doing, Zach? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing Good. well. It's we are a, doing well. It's Friday evening, end of the workday evening. Yeah. We we are lucky because we are in a part of the country, uh, Los Angeles. That where, is not frozen. Yes, correct. Where, where are you calling us from today, by the way? Calling, us, calling you guys from uh, good old Atlanta, Georgia. So, oh, 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 that's my gosh. awesome! A bunch of my friends live there. I was like this close to moving there. Yeah, instead it's, it's of a LA. Great city. Yeah, it's a great yeah. City. We uh, we're we're both from North Carolina. I don't know if you've ever listened to the show before. So uh, we are we are right right by Atlanta when we are when we are at home. But yeah, we are in LA right now. So is it what's what's the weather like in Atlanta? Are you frozen over there? <laughs> It's you no, know, we're not frozen. It's it's cold. We're wearing wearing coats, wearing hats, wearing scarves. But you know, we uh, we're 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 doing okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure cold. we didn't need to send some emergency help to you while on this uh, while on this call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. in the dark, like, you know, cranking the, like, generator. Exactly. <laughs> we hear <laughs> it in the back. The like, well, what's that noise, Zach? That's weird. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, well, we are here to talk about not the weather, but your awesome script that you sent us. So give us your writer origin story. How did you get started writing? Yeah, it's kind of, it's a weird kind of, like, winding road. Um, I originally went to school for business. And then I was like, wait, I don't want to do that. So then I went to moved to Nashville to be like a songwriter. And I was like, wait, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then I, um, so I was, it was like a period of like three or four months where I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know what I was going to, you know, what my, what my whole thing was going to be. Um, and then I saw uh, Get Out and, you know, my Jordan Peele, fantastic. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's so, so cool. Like I, I like had never seen a film that could like do all those things that that film did. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a, a screenplay. And so I wrote one, and it was genuinely terrible. It was so bad. 
Um, <laughs> but I really fell in love with the process. Um, so then I went to grad school, did that whole thing. And then I'm kind of just been writing ever since. Wow. Con- congratulate that. That's such a really interesting journey. And, and yeah. also, so I, I don't know if I've ever shared this on this podcast, but I, for a while thought I was going to go into business as well. Um, yeah. and then, uh, ended up not thank God, because I also <laughs> did not like it. I, I would have been miserable. Um, so, so it's really cool to, to hear your story in that direction. Where did you go to grad school? I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design. Oh, very oh, nice. nice. Very nice. SCAD. Yeah. Good old SCAD, yeah. yeah. A, a great school. So congratulations on going to grad school and completing grad school. Yeah. Because that, that's a huge accomplishment, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let's let's dive into the script for a little bit. We'll get back to you in a bit because we have some questions for you later. But um, yeah, let's dive into the script. Uh, so when you sent the script to us, you said it was like the first in a six-episode web series. So uh, first I want to ask how involved are you in like the, production process of of the web series how how far into the process are you overall and just what is your role oh so sorry i think kind of like i must have been bad communication on my part it's like not me it's just i wrote it as part of like a web series like to someday possibly produce it's kind of just like sitting on my hard drive right now oh Um. well well then that is okay i will turn the question into how involved do you want to be in the production process yeah i mean i'd love to like at some point maybe direct this at at least you know get it on his feet kind of do something because it's pretty it's a a two-person a two-hander not a ton of production you know just a couple it's a, a car you know so um, at some point, like down the road, I would definitely love to like see this put on his feet and, you know, maybe get it out there and kind of see what happens with it. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, as a as a small podcast, we definitely get so relieved when, you know, we find a two-hander script. So I'm sure that, you know, anyone wanting to help you produce would be relieved to see that too. Yeah. Uh, also, if, if you do uh, end up filming on location, make it out here to, to LA and the, the we're, we're pretty close to Santa Barbara. So just hit us up whenever you're That's out true. here. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we have two really charming main characters here that I'm sure we're going to spend a lot of time with in, you know, the rest of the web series when it's developed. So in your mind, what is the recipe for a good protagonist? I think for me, a recipe for a good protagonist is someone who you can relate to. I don't even—I don't even necessarily mean like you like them or you can sort of you are like similar to them, but you see what they do and you're like that makes sense. So you see their action, you see who they are, and you see that like two plus two equals four. And I think for me, it's like even if I don't agree with the agree with the character or agree with what they're doing, if I understand it, I'm like okay, I can get behind them and go on this journey uh, for with sure. Them. Yeah. yeah, I really like what you said about not having to like the character, you know, because I don't know, I feel like a lot of times there's a pressure to make your protagonist likable. But, you know, I, I think as long as you can understand as an audience member why they're doing what they're doing, that's definitely the most important thing. Exactly. I, I think it's also interesting, especially in like a series where you have time to watch characters to develop. I don't think you necessarily, like you said, Lauren, have to like them, especially right away, because, you know, you, you have time to sort of see where they are, where they came from, and then hopefully watch them develop in a, in a really cool way. Um, so I, in a similar vein to this question, um, I'm going to ask you a question, Zach, and I need you to be honest with me because it'll be tough because you're talking to two actors right here. (laughs) So you have two characters and, and I'm not exactly sure because, you know, we know that April is an actor and, and Josh said he had a meeting at Netflix. So not exactly sure. I guess we, we can go ahead and clear that up. Is he also an actor or is he just in like the production business? 
he is and he's in the, the production side he's like a writer director sort of okay yeah, the, the other side of the camera <laughs> gotcha okay cool so so we have one actor someone who is also involved in filmmaking do you think and once again please be honest <laughs> Do you think <laughs> actors are relatable people? And I'm especially uh, interested in hearing this coming from you as a writer, who who often works with actors, of course. Yeah, I I, I think they are. I think I, I when I was younger, I did a bunch of like community theater, so I I have the old acting bones, the old instinct in me. Sure. So for me, I can relate to actors. I think they are, uh, you know, lovely people that uh, <laughs> drive you crazy sometimes. But I think at the end of the day, they really, I, I do think actors are pretty relatable. Oh, you're just saying that. Yeah. All right. All right. No. Now we're, we're going to cut off the, we're going to cut off the mics. Okay. It's just you and me, Zach. All right. Are they relatable still? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I'll try to get you. Try to get you. I, I, th- I think it was interesting. I was having this conversation with my dad today, actually, about how I feel like a lot of times he's, he's watching Barry right now. I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, Great show. Yeah. 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 It's so good. Um, so just, just talking about sort of, you know, how, a lot of things they're portrayed truthfully in that show, but I think I think at the same time actors are sometimes, um, like you know, portrayed in that way that it's like oh they're kind of crazy you know not understanding. But I think now that we're we're coming into a world where especially the gig economy is becoming more and more prevalent, a lot of people have jobs that you know they have a bunch of side hustles, which for a lot of struggling actors is kind of their thing. I think it's interesting to see how more people might understand how like the lifestyle is difficult and things like that. I just think it's it's an interesting question and and thought. So thank you for being honest with us, Zach. Even though we were trying to get something more inflammatory out of you, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think like. Honestly, I think the thing about actors that's really interesting to me as someone who kind of works with them a lot is that actors are very good at like externalizing sort of like very internal things. Mm-hmm. So I think like saying the reason that they're so relatable is that everyone has, you know, different things that they're going through uh, that they want to do. But maybe if you're a plumber or you're an, you're an accountant, that's not going to be something that you do on a, on a daily basis. Whereas an actor, they're going to be really in touch with their emotions, which is a really interesting kind of thing, I think. For yeah, sure. It for always sure. Uh, it always really cracks me up in commercials when they say, you know, real people, not actors, because it's like, <laughs> oh, you're saying actors aren't people. Is that is that what you're getting at here? <laughs> and sometimes they're right. Once again, so, sometimes they are. But yeah, it's, it's, it's also funny, too, though, because even for the real people ads, you know, they're always posted on casting websites. So yeah. you're probably getting actors anyway. Yeah, um, I, I'll ask you this, too, Zach. Um, I, I know for me, sometimes it feels like not necessarily that I'm always working on on acting stuff, you know, like I'm not always sitting here, you know, memorizing a monologue, whatever. But but it does feel like a lot of times I and, I, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Lauren, that, you know, you want to take experiences from your life. You want to understand just human behavior and you like because part of being an actor is learning how to be a human being again in a weird way. So like I, I wonder if you too feel that way as a writer that you're always sort of on the some part of you is always on the lookout for, oh, I could use this in a script or, oh, this is a cool thing about just like humanity that I just came upon today. I just <laughs> love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's, it's kind of dangerous to like, you know, be friends with a writer or like date a writer because you never know what's going to be in a script. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think I know for me personally, like I, I've written scripts like something has happened in my life and it's been like, oh, it's a breakup or it's been this or it's been that. And like my next script is just like, you know, 100% about whatever I'm kind of like going through at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always make a joke that like some therapist is going to make a lot of money by just like 
getting writers and reading their last three scripts and then boom telling what's wrong with them immediately like oh you writing about this you have this problem that's yeah. pretty good pretty right. good yeah write that down we're gonna cut that out actually we might use that as a business opportunity in the future all right so back to the script let's talk about the ending so you know Ooh, we were both was, kind of thinking when we were reading this okay if they're going to get engaged right here episode one where is this going to go from here but now, uh, where where is this going now that they're not engaged? <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 really uh, like a really awkward ride home, and it's basically just them talking about like you know he's obviously very Josh is very upset because like he he's not getting married and she's kind of like I don't know how to do this and it's just like this with it's really like a like a like a post mortem on like why they are actually not right for each other. Yeah. Mm. I think my big question is, are they still going to the Airbnb or are they just going to take that hit? <laughs> no, actually, there's actually like literally like the first line of dialogue in episode two is about her like canceling the Airbnb to get their money back. <laughs> okay, cool. At least they're getting their money back. <laughs> yeah. F- figuring that out. Oh my gosh. I-, I have to tell this Airbnb story. It's really quick. Um, when oh, I know what this is. <laughs> Do you? I think so. Oh, it's not with you, actually. So you, no, I you know. Might, okay, yeah. So when we were first coming out here, um, and this was before Lauren was doing a show over the summer, so she didn't come out for a couple months later, but me and our other roommates, um, we were. it was literally like 8 p.m., and we were like half an hour from getting to our Airbnb. We get a message from our Airbnb um, host, and he says, I'm so sorry, my wife's going into labor. I can't, like, I can't let you in. And so he had to cancel on us. So it was literally 8.30. We're in an entirely new city. We're like, what are we going to do? Thank God one of our uh, housemates' parents, Nick, if you if you listen to the podcast, he's been on before. Um, his parents were out here, and luckily they were able to get us, like, a, another hotel room for the night. But we were, like, I was, I was like, the most scared. Of, I was, like... What what uh what are we gonna do? <laughs> but yeah, yeah so just insane. <laughs> yeah, fu- fun Airbnb stories for you. But <laughs> once again, back to the script. Um, so I I really liked how this episode, sort of like what we we're talking about with the ending, it did a great job of setting up expectations in a way that pushed the audience into expecting one thing, but then like at the last minute pulled the rug out from under them that left the audience, I'm sure, but specifically me, shocked. <laughs> um, so you know, at, like as they say, and I'm sure you've heard before, like every story has been told. Do you think subverting expectations like this is almost necessary nowadays in writing? I, I do. I think, you know, I think there are stories that are like, like you said, every story has been told. So if we're telling a story that's been told, you better do like an incredible job, like a top notch, mm-hmm. like insanely good job to really get that sort of like, you know, to really get that to stand out. But if you sort of subvert things, you sort of like show that you really, really understand, you know, the, the format and understand the tropes and are able to work within those that really lets you like do something that's really fun and really exciting, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, and I think I think that that sort of sets apart a script from being like good, like oh wow, this is a good story, it's well written, etc. From being great, it's like okay, there's like a mastery of the craft enough that you have this understanding that hey, you have to do something at least a little different, do something in a different way, etc. In order for it to be a really great script. For sure, I think no matter how well written a script is, if it's not surprising in some way, you know. I don't know. I I wonder how good a script can really be if it doesn't surprise you at all. Sure. And and you know, especially now because 
media is so readily available. Like there, there's so much TV, like we're, we're really in like the golden age of TV right now. And like, so, so many people are almost expecting to be surprised. So if you are able to surprise them, I feel like that's a whole other, whole other talent beyond that. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So those are all of our script questions. Yay. So now we're going to get to you. Yes. You, the, <laughs> Big, the, deep personal questions here. The intimate things about you. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, well, our first couple questions are actually script adjacent. So yeah. this first one, are you more of a Josh or April when it comes to waking up in the morning? Oh, uh, 100% April. <laughs> like, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I, I do not wake up. <laughs> yeah. See, I, th- I think it's really interesting because we haven't recorded the script yet, but I'm sure people hearing it, it's probably going to be me and Laura reading for Josh and April. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I actually think you, without knowing it, cast it very well because, yeah, <laughs> yeah Lauren is definitely an April. And I, I don't necessarily want to be a Josh, but my body for some reason won't let me be in April. Like it will wake me up and then I just like can't fall back asleep. So I'm like, all right, I guess I might as well do something with this. You know? To be fair, I lately I have been waking up at like, you know, about 8 a.m. pretty consistently, just my body doing that. But then I stay in bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, oh, well. Oh, well. Um, so this is a big question, and I don't know if you've thought about this before, so it's going to be a little thought experiment if you haven't. How would you react if your proposal was denied, especially in a very public way like it was for Josh and April? Man. I I don't know what I would do honestly. I think I would just be like I think I legitimately think that like like that my girlfriend was doing like a bit like haha you're saying no but you're actually gonna say yes yes haha funny right mm-hmm. but then when she said no I like I I can't even like imagine like it'd be so embarrassing but also like your heart's broken and it's just like you probably like drove together so you get to like go get in the car like, <laughs> yeah what, what do you do? You know I'd I mean? be like can you run me over <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. just real quick please. <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely try to make like a joke out of it. And I know it would fall so flat, but I would yeah. try, that's like I know that would be my defense mechanism. <laughs> I uh, it would just be I feel like, you know, as uh as someone who will hopefully be accepting a proposal someday, um I it would just be so mean to to jokingly say no. Yeah. Especially if you made it a bit longer than about two seconds. You yeah. Know? Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like I think, a- I think if, if I was being proposed to, I would like I would probably like do the do that. I would probably be like no and then kinda of, like make it go on for a little longer than it's comfortable. I don't know why like, that's a kind of funny honestly. <laughs> <laughs> if I, I was being proposed to. Two types of people. <laughs> yeah. Two types well, of I, people. I like I kind of get that to a certain like I think I think if you have that kind of relationship with your partner. You as a person are subverting expectations. Hey, there exactly. you go. Gotta keep up guessing. They they gotta know what they're in for. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Yeah, I can't imagine. That would be awful. Well, especially yeah. too, because you know, I always wonder, because there are some people that I know who are like went to high school with and stuff like that who got engaged pretty quickly after they started dating and I feel like that's what would be really scary you know if you if you had only been dating for you know only a few months or even only a year or two I feel like it would be so scary to propose to someone you know after that amount of time yeah because i feel like i'd have to be so sure yeah otherwise you know you just risk the worst embarrassment of your life fair exactly but hey maybe you get a good script out of it maybe yeah (laughs) uh so this is just a i guess it's more of a writing in general question like a lot of these but um how do you come up with names for your characters do you have a system is it just random 
You know, it's it's honestly a weird thing because I have like a stable of like twelve names that I use over mm. and over again. All reliable. Just like, yeah, you know, they they always work. Sometimes you have some characters just like just a vibe. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh yeah, this character is a Josh. Character is an April. Because um, like I feel like if the if the guy was named like Dean, it wouldn't work for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But I just kind of just like I, I kind of just you know. The vibes fit, and I, I go with it. So you, you, I you, feel that, yeah. you, you hit up the vault, and then you do a vibe check on each one of them. You're like, all right, exactly. all right, this work, this work. All right, now he's a Josh. He's definitely a Josh. I totally <laughs> feel that. I just, I don't know. In my very limited experience of writing, I like that's one of the hardest things for me. I'm like, what I feel if like I I've agonized. Over, I feel like anytime, <laughs> you know, I'm not a writer by any means, but you know, I've taken a, a playwriting class in my day. But I feel like I've done so many, you know, find and replace for character names because I'll just keep <laughs> changing them, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, I it sounds like you're you're confident in the in the names you make, which is probably why you're a writer and we are not. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so we we do a segment on this show where we talk about our detours of the week, going with the green light theme, where essentially we just talk about like a movie or TV show or something that we've watched that we have enjoyed recently. So, uh, give us your detour of the week, Zach. What have you been watching? Man, I watched this show on Netflix. It's called uh, Episodes. Um, it's basically like it's a show about these two British writers that come over to America to like translate their British show into an American show, and they cast um, um, what's his face, Joey from Friends. What's his name? I know his name. Oh, which one is um, Joey? Um, I've never watched Friends. I like I can see his face in my mind. Is, is that is that Matt LeBlanc is. or is that someone yes, else? Matt, Matt LeBlanc. Okay, Matt LeBlanc. okay. I don't know why I forgot. But they cast like Matt LeBlanc, and it's kind of like a somewhat fictional version of him. And it's just like a very, it's, it's kind of fun because it's like very like inside baseball about like how this Hollywood works, but it's also just like general nonsense. It's, it's really fun. I, I, I didn't think I would like it, but it's it's a good time. That is fun. I have I, always kind of wondered how that works, you know, with with shows that have UK and US versions, you know, like The Office and... Um, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Question for you, uh, slightly off topic, but off of what you said. So, have you watched Friends before? Actually, my girlfriend and I are like going through it right now. Like, I okay. haven't watched it, but okay. she's watched it like five times. Okay, oh, wow. gotcha. Well, well, that brings up a question. And if your girlfriend listens, you might have to break her heart, depending on what your opinion is. Um, <laughs> where do you fall on the Friends debate? Because I feel like it's very hotly contested. Some people love it, and some people are like, "Why do people love the show?" So, wh- which which line do you fall on? So, I actually used to like thought it was kind of lame it's like oh whatever it's old whatever but like watching it it's incredibly like really well written because like hmm. they have like you know three stories and they all come at the end and it's like brilliant and like i think it's really good i really enjoy it <laughs> that's okay. that's cool i i am my family is a huge just sitcom family like 90s early 2000s sitcoms like there are a bunch of those that we've watched multiple times <laughs> but friends has never made it into our watch list so i've never seen it and you've never seen it right lauren yeah i've never seen it i was we were a a seinfeld house Mm. uh good old seinfeld i do love some seinfeld yeah yeah i really think you know i don't love jerry seinfeld as an actor (laughs) or really as a comedian sure but i i really love jason alexander and uh Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Yeah, she's super talented and super, super funny. I don't know. I guess you gotta respect Jerry Seinfeld at a certain point because he's it, very successful. Kind of show, I guess but... so, so, somebody likes him, but um. <laughs> yeah, I think like, honestly, I I don't watch a ton of Seinfeld. But I watch Curb, so it's like Seinfeld without 
Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> sure. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. You, 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 if you don't like Jerry, that's a that's a good one to watch. I'm there you sure. go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, those are all of our questions for you, Zach. Um, thank you for coming on, by the way. We really appreciate it. I really enjoyed this interview. I had a great time. Yeah, this was really fun. Yeah. yeah uh, before thanks for you... having me. I had a great time. Awesome. Well, awesome, man. Before you go, do you have anything you'd like to plug or anything coming up for you? Yes. Man, uh... Not not really. I'm just out here just working, grinding. If you are listening and you can hire a writer, please hire me. I, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I need money. Uh, but yeah, follow me on Twitter, I guess, at Z underscore Fresh 7. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All right. Awesome. That sounds good, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we will, I'm going to type it right now. Uh, we will put that at in the description. And if you want to get in contact with Zach, you can either hit him up on Twitter or uh, email him. That will be in the description as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, we've also started doing this with our guests. Feel free to take us up on the offer or not. Uh, do you have anything you would like to ask us? I Hot would. Oh, oh, no. Oh, I would. That, that, yeah, that was... <laughs> that was decisive. <laughs> there's something brewing in there. <laughs> no, so this is good because I, I, you know, as a writer, as a person who's not an actor, uh, when, when you guys read a script... What's like the one thing like really is is this? Am I getting this again? Like what's like the one like trope or the one like character that you're just like okay I've seen this seven trillion times. What's what's that one thing? Um. Well, I get I get really frustrated every time I read a script and it's like they don't mention anything about the guy's appearance and then they're like hot girl, <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> right. could be a model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, that's right. the thing that's frustrating for me. <laughs> no, totally. I I could I could definitely imagine that. Um. I don't know. For me, it's just like, and and I think your script did a good job of it. It's like, I think you can tell when someone is good at writing dialogue and when someone isn't. Like for sure. I I don't know. I feel like especially in you know I mean with with, with plays obviously it's mostly around dialogue so you, you can tell. But you know with with scripts I feel like some people can get away with not having good dialogue because you know it's it's a very visual medium. So you know if they can craft a good story etc. Maybe dialogue comes second to them. But I don't know as an actor it's especially like. You can really you know. feel it if the dialogue is kind of rough. Yeah, right. or if, if it's stilted, you know, like, if it's very easy to read, you know, it's it's very, like, I, I can catch on, like, I can I can just feel it coming out of my mouth almost without me having to try. Other times, it's not so easy. But, you know, so I guess, I don't know if I have a particular thing like you do, but that, that's, that's sort of my thing. I feel like, I guess the only other thing I can think of, it's not, it's, I, I don't know if I would consider it to be a trope, but, like... I don't know. I feel like I see a lot of scripts that are just an argument. And mm, sure. the it seems like there's some really small thing that sets it off and they go from having a normal conversation to all of a sudden they're yelling at each other and making death threats and it's sure. like, whoa, this kind of came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I really love scripts that have that just great slow build of tension. Mm. Um, or even if even if there is an explosive moment, I think it needs to be founded in something, you know? So I really love scripts that, I mean, even like this one, that, you know, have that awkwardness, you know? And, mm -hmm. like, we can really see that there is probably going to be an explosive moment somewhere down the line, but it's definitely going to be a slow burn, <laughs> and that's really fun. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Great. Good. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Write those down. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> uh, all right, Zach. Yeah. I think that's all we have for you. And if that's all you have for us, I think we'll let you go. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Atlanta evening. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Th thanks again for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. I had a great time. All right. Awesome, man. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.